On today's podcast, we're going to learn how to break out of our own prison. We're going to talk to our guest, Mark Hall, about finding our hidden purpose, how to, not, how to know when you've reached your turning point, and how to not judge ourselves and others. We all face challenges, crucibles in life, that make us or break us. What matters is how we respond to such roadblocks. That's really what defines us. Through inspirational stories from all walks of life, this podcast will provide you with techniques to overcome and grow from life's most challenging experiences. you live from the Dividend Studios in Brentwood, Tennessee for my podcast, Crucible. You can find me at 8inhandhealthcoaching.com. And if you like this podcast, please like, subscribe, and share. Joining us to share today is my guest on Crucible to share his inspirational story of triumph and redemption is my guest, Mark Hall, who spent 14 months in prison to turn his life around. He became an entrepreneur with his own retail denim company, Mark Nelson Denham. So welcome, Mark. We're glad to have you here. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mary Lee. I appreciate you for having me. It's exciting to be here. Yes. Yeah. Tell us more about yourself. Well, I uh, I'm a I'm a little country boy down from Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, I was born and raised here in Knoxville. Uh, Grew up uh, in East Knoxville. And uh, if you're from the Knoxville area, you are familiar with uh, the Levi's plant and we've all heard of the Levi's brand. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it was, it was very uh, relevant here in the uh, East Knoxville community. Either you worked there or a family member worked there growing up. So um, I own Mark Nelson denim and that's how I actually got into the denim business. Uh, awesome. We've been, we've been in business 11 years. Uh, I have two beautiful daughters. I have one 20 year old who goes to the university of Richmond, Virginia. And I have a uh, a beautiful six year old. She just turned six, uh, as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, uh, she lives here with me in Knoxville, Tennessee. Awesome, yeah. beautiful, yeah. So let's just dive into your crucible, and um, let's just hear where where it started and where it, where it's taking you. Obviously, it's. Um, your success. And I want to hear all about that transition. Absolutely. I'd I'd love to share it. So um, again, I I have a a company called Mark Nelson Denim, and we've been in business uh, 11 years, going on 12 now. Uh, And when we started that business here in Knox 11 years ago, I was actually living in Los Angeles, California. Uh, And uh, actually, my mom taught me to sew. I had uh, two brothers and a sister. um, And both my oldest brother and my younger brother were about 150 pounds heavier than me and we'd go outside and play and I'd always end up with something broken, cut, scarred, stitches needed. And she said, you stay in the house with me and I will teach you the soap. And so she did. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and so I took that and I uh, took tailoring at Austin East at the time, my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, and then I actually, uh, ended up, uh, uh, turning that into, uh, you know, a career and a passion, uh, and so started Mark Nelson did them after about 11 years after I got out of uh, high school, came back to Knoxville and uh, found a space here. And uh, that's where we how we started Mark Nelson Denham. Uh, we were in business about awesome. four or five years and, and had huge success, was in about 50 uh, boutiques and, and department stores. Uh, and then 
uh, the IRS came in, guns ablazing at, at uh. that four-year point. And, uh, and I actually had to serve 14 months in prison. Uh, they took 28 mm. properties and $4 million from me. But, oh, wow. But wow. that was the, that was actually, it seemed like the world was coming to an end at the time, but it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Uh, wow. In that prison sentence, um, in that prison sentence, about uh, two weeks into it, I tore uh, my Achilles. And that's when me and God had our argument. And, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I've had a few of those. <laughs> yeah, when, when me and God had our argument and uh, and I asked God, I said, how could you, uh, uh, you know, betray me? How could you let this happen to me? Yeah. And he quickly responded, if it were not for me, you wouldn't be here. You'd be dead. And he mm. replayed a lot of the situations. Um, I had ran an illegal gambling operation, and that's how I ended up in prison. And he showed me all the times that uh, people had attempted to rob me, and and I you know, kind of had run-ins with the, the, the wrong people, and he brought me through that. So he said, if it were not for me, you would not be here. And from that oh. moment on, I realized that I was meant to do something uh, a, a little more than run a gambling operation and that I had the ability mm. with God's help, love to do business legally and, and do mm. be better than what I was at the time. That's awesome. Yes, so ma'am. what a turning point. And within the 14 months, was that towards the beginning of your time or? In the middle it, or after was, you tore your Achilles, so about. I, I tore my Achilles two weeks into going into prison. So it was oh. at the very beginning, literally, oh, like I was there wow. a few days. And then that's when I was like, ah, because before then I said, oh, I'm going to get through this 14 months, go back home and I'll go back to, you know, running a gambling Pick operation, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I guess he heard my thoughts. And then <laughs> he, said, and he quickly said, okay, well, if that, if you're president enough, I'll show you what else I can give to you. Uh, and so I was oh. listening loud and clear then. And so, yeah, it was two weeks into it. And I um, got into a, a program called RDAP in the federal prison, which actually allowed me to get out in 14 months. Otherwise I would have been spending 36 months in prison. And um, I'm sorry. Yeah, 36 months in prison. And but uh, yeah, I made it through the program, which was a 10 month program. And I was able to get out and get back to my family. At the time I self-surrendered, my youngest daughter was four months old and my oldest daughter was entering her freshman year of high school. So, uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, that was a, a deal in itself. So, yeah. It, uh, wow. Yeah. So got home in 14 months. Uh, and got back to my business and wow, it was a huge change. Um, I changed my business altogether. Actually, before we were wholesaling and um, doing e-commerce, we weren't doing a lot of uh, retailing. And so we had our brick and mortar here and I mm-hmm. called clients and uh, surprisingly enough, I got the support. And so we just do uh, direct to consumer. Now we don't do any wholesaling and um, my business this past year, we did uh, the highest grossing number even before I got in trouble. So we we are oh. actually just doing really well, and 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 I'm very grateful. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so tell me more about the RDAP program. What does that stand for? And 
And what is so, kind of the purpose of the it, program? It's a it's a cognitive like reprogramming program. And so basically oh, in order okay. to get to in, into RDAP, uh, you would have to have had some alcohol or drug issues. Uh, and and before I went to prison, I did experiment in both, both drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, the goal of RDAP is to put um, individuals in the program and you're in one dormitory. So you've got about 300 guys that are in dormitory. And so you go to, uh, we do an AA class. Uh, we do a, basically a, um, a meeting is what we call it. Uh, the first thing in the morning. And mm-hmm. the meeting is to uh, kind of uh, bring attention to uh, other uh, members or other uh, individuals that were in the RDAP program, uh, things that they've done. So you had to uh, kind of call them out on it and you call them out on it oh, in a wow. group. Yeah. And so that was really mm. tough. Uh, that that's was tough. Uh, that's harsh that, accountability. <laughs> it is. And there you go. That's exactly right. So we were there yeah. to, to be accountability partners for one another. Uh, and uh, and you could literally get to the 10 month part of the RDAP program and get put out. So mm-hmm. at any given time, there's not you're not guaranteed to to you know get through just because you they let you in sure. that you, you make it through. And so that made it really really tough. And so it was a uh, it was it was stressful. Wow. But uh, but it I did it, it helped me it taught me to you know hold, hold myself ac- accountable uh, and uh, and you know, not to blame things on others that I'm responsible for to, you know, to, you know, accept responsibility. Uh, Because when I entered that program, I was like, well, you know, I, they did, they were unfair to me about this and I shouldn't be in prison and da, 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 da. But in reality, I made the choice to run an illegal gambling operation. And so, uh, you know, that was part of it. You know, you get in trouble, you know, I knew that it was a potential of going to prison and, and I did. And, uh, here, you know, here we are. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it did. It taught me a lot. Well, amazingly enough, I just sent a video. So I'm a health coach <clears throat> to all of my clients yesterday. That was all about making this program sustainable because, you know, it's easy to lose the weight, but it's hard to keep it off because people basically view it as a diet is meant to be a lifestyle. And, and my whole point of my video was, you've got to take accountability for your decisions and your choices. And (laughs) whether, you know, in this case it's food or being morbidly obese or just trying to lose weight or whatever, but it just bleeds into every single part of your life, you know, um, with your family, you know, it's, it's mental, it's physical, there's the spiritual aspect as well. And, you know, God holding you accountable through this program, um, I'm sure it was not easy <laughs> and, uh, and um, it, I don't go that far with my clients, but you know, my point <laughs> was the same that, Hey, you know, you make these choices and you've, you know, you've got to live up to that and you've got to own it basically. And um, you'll, cause you'll never you be more. able to, yeah, you'll never be able to sustain your, your weight, weight or yeah. healthiness. Or yeah. yeah. Health, and it was yeah. right. It was life. all about no, right having good. a great, yeah. You know, a beautiful life. So, I really applaud you for that. That's, that's I, I, I just can't, can't help to touch more on, you know, accountability, as you said before. I think a lot of and, and this is just my belief. Again, I, I, I think a lot of people go through life not holding themselves accountable, making a decision. Oh, 
oh, I'm going to drink all night. And then the next day, mm-hmm. oh, I've got a hangover. I can't believe this is, ha-. you know what I mean? Like, or like yeah, you said, from, it, yeah. from mm-hmm. food to um, I'm going to drive my car a hundred miles an hour and you wreck and kill somebody. And then you're going, I can't believe that happened to me. Well, each decision in our lives, you know, there's an outcome and, and we have, yeah. you know, obviously there's some that we absolutely don't control. You don't, you don't control a tornado or, you know, a plane falling out of the sky on you, but the decisions that uh, you can make and, and control our, our men are so important uh, to, like you said, a healthy, a sustainable lifestyle. Uh, because the things that you can control, you want to have control over those. Uh, exactly. And, and, and we, and when else we also learn that, I don't control um, or I can't let control what the way others feel about me. You know what I mean? Affect how I feel about myself. You know what I mean? If you don't like me, that's Mm -hmm. your, if you're having a bad day, I don't have to let you having a bad day, turn my day into a bad day. I, you know, it's my outlook on life. So that it did, it it benefit me quite a bit. So you have it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that should be a mandatory class for about (laughs) everybody in the United States, honestly. So, because we are in a culture that, you know, you just brush it off and you blame whatever. Yeah. That's I think that's, that's human nature as well. It yeah, is. you don't want to you don't want to look in the mirror and really say, ah, yeah, I, that's pretty ugly. <laughs> I screwed that up, right? That's like it's <laughs> yeah, me. right it's here. Me. It's me. Yes, and that's I real. know, <laughs> and that and that hurts and it's ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So risk reward, um, risk reward. Yeah, exactly. So. um it sounds like you recognized your hidden truth, which is to me that redemptive quality of, you know, controlling your being accountable and controlling the things that you can control and then not allowing others that maybe weren't as far as far along in the process as you, you know, to be able to control them. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm guessing, but <laughs> to me, that sounds like what a redemptive quality to get through this. Would you add to, can you add to that or? Absolutely. Yeah, no, what you, you said it, um, uh, that argument that I had with God was a one is, is that, you know, what's next, you know, how, what are you changing? So my, my redemptive truth is that I believe that I've been put here to, help others recognize and mm. that you know you don't have to do it that way um uh, you could be successful with actually opening a business or just having a job that that being a a teacher or uh being a bus driver or again being an entrepreneur and opening your own business you can be a superstar by being that you don't have to be a drug dealer you don't have to be this guy that's you know running a legal right. gambling operation and as you said um, and I was very fortunate enough. My, my grandparents were amazing and they didn't raise me to be in the streets. You know what I mean? They didn't raise me to, they sure. actually raised yeah. me to be a Christian. Um, and so I don't have any excuse. I just saw the glam and the glitter of that lifestyle mm-hmm. and then attach myself to it. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, most of everything that I gained from that was taken away from me. Uh, and so yeah. to recognize that, uh, I guess you call it delayed reaction, the de- delayed gratification. Sure. Delayed gratification yeah. is the things that you build by doing it the right way 
are going to stay there. You know what I mean? And you don't have to look over yeah. your back and worry about whether it's somebody robbing you and taking it from you, or again, the police or the, you know, coming in and taking it from you, you built a, a you know, a, a stable, a, a, a base ground, a ground on solid, uh, you know, rock, you know what I mean? And not something yeah, that exactly. again, can be taken from you anytime. And, and another thing is I have children. So it's really important mm. to me in this life now that my children look at me and go, you know, my dad's a good man. He's a, he's a good guy mm. and not someone that's out here, you know, just, you know, taking advantage of people uh, and, and doing sure. it the wrong way. So, yeah, I want to leave a legacy of, you know, a, 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 a good thought process and not something that, man, this guy, you know, he, I don't know, you know what he did, but he didn't do it the right way. Yeah, exactly. And once again, it's that long road, you know, that yeah. arc of your whole entire life of being a great dad and a great example and, and, and also being able to say to them, Hey, yeah, I've messed up, but learn from what I did and don't do it. <laughs> you That's know? Right? Yes. If, if you can learn from my mistakes, don't you make the same mistakes? And so, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that, that is absolutely right. And like you said too, uh, there is redemption, you know, God is yes. forgiving God, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we've all Amen. made mistakes. And so he loves us all, you know, but uh, yeah, God is a forgiving God, but you can redeem yourself. No matter how long or how lost you feel like you are, there's always that, uh, you know, uh, you know, you can do it now. You know, the God, if you you'd ask for forgiveness, pray uh, and just start over right now. There doesn't have to be. I, I think a lot of us and one of the excuses that I used, Mary Lee, was, well, I've come this far or, you know, like now, you know, not a, you know, here I am now. So, you know, I, I got to keep finish doing what I'm doing or, you know, I, tomorrow, you know, I, you keep putting things off. And and so, yeah, there is there's it's not too late. It's never too late. We were as long as you still living, you, you can change, change your life yeah. at any given time. Yeah. It's never too late. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. <clears throat> and that is. <laughs> that is the God's honest truth, <laughs> right? You know, um, what can you, what can we share with our listeners about not judging people from, because I feel like this is one of the things I deal with, with people that are, you know, largely overweight, they're judged by their exterior. And of course, that comes into gender, you know, race, color, creed, all of it. You know, we are all we have so many labels now for and boxes for people um which drives me nuts because i just think people need to be loved for who they are <laughs> you know mm -hmm. but i would just like to hear from you you know what can we do so that people are not judged you know from their exterior or how fortunate you were to be able to build your business on the consumer side and your customers came to you you know and they didn't I'm assuming they didn't look at you and judge you and go, well, you're, you had to serve time. And Victor fell in. And, 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 yeah, but I and still you did get this. That, That's interesting. Do you really? Oh. I, I still get that. I was, um, oh. and I, and, and I was, uh, was asked to be on a board and I'm on, I've been on several boards, but during the process, uh, one of the current board members brought up the fact that didn't this guy go to prison and, and serve time mm. and, you know, have a run in with the, uh, the IRS, whatever. And the funny part about it is that the uh, nonprofit is a nonprofit that 
helps convicted felons. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, wow. so, so while, you know, so it, who better not to talk to that, to yeah. talk to and, and, and be an example yeah. of And So, and that was brought up and that was like, I thought this person would be a good addition, but um, it's funny. I, I remind myself often when I was running the legal gambling operation and, and making a ton of money, I found myself judging people. I'd see a person mm-hmm. with a spare tire or a window busted out and had plastic over it. And I would say, why don't they go get that, that fixed? Why don't fixed. they just go get yeah. that fixed? Right. I can't believe they're not going to get that fixed. And then when I got home from prison, I was like, wow, if I caught a flat tire, I got my window busted right now. I'd have plastic. You know what I mean? I'd be on a, a spare. I'd, so, I'd be that person. Yeah. yeah, I'd be that person. So uh, it was very humbling to have to go through that. And, and I didn't grow up with... I mean, means, I mean, my family, my mother was on food stamps. And so we had, there was, again, there was three boys and a, and a girl. And so it wasn't until I got out of my household that I actually started making some money and, 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 so, sure. and finding some success. And, but so the answer to your question is for me, um, the going to prison and being knocked down and, and having to restart humbled me. And I, oh, I, yeah. I, I pray about, wow, I thank God that, wow, you know, you, you never know where, where you can find yourself. And so burning bridges are, are judging somebody um, and what caused that person, again, you can't walk a mile or you can't put yourself in other right. people's shoes. How did they get there? You don't know if they've had addiction or, you know, you could lose a job and with the coronavirus mm-hmm. and be out of work and then find yourself homeless. I mean, there could be yeah. any scenario. So again, and one of the things I find I pride myself off in this day and time is just talking to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, because That's generally great. if you, if you listen to a person and hear their story, then, right. you know, most people don't want to be in the situation that they're in, whether it's mental illness whether you're like you said, a bad situation, they had a relative, a parent, a, a spouse die that they went to a spiral of whether it was drinking or drugs or, you know, eating, you know, that's again, yeah. something that made them comfortable in that time. Right. And then that became an addiction. Uh, and then it just, you know, turned into something else. So yeah, just talking to people, I would say before you judge, if you feel like you are are pointing your finger or wondering why, what could have, should have, would have, just talk to a person and figure out, you know, hey, what's that their story, and 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 try to help them. Be a be a, a, a you know a voice of listening, not a voice of uh, of hate or or judgment. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. That is beautiful, and it and that just glows from your spirit, <laughs> you know, from your face. I just love that. I really do. Well, I you. wish more people. Yeah, we're. We're like that. And I do believe that people are, are, some people are trying, you know, to be more um, inclusive. Um, That's something that I just grew up with, just not tolerating people or, you know, I mean, I had to, I taught public schools, so I had kids from all walks of life and they were all loved and welcomed, (laughs) you know, and, Mm -hmm. and like you said, once you got to know their, their backstory, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, I was like, well, no wonder this kid is, you know, this way because he didn't stand a chance, you know. He didn't have somebody um, showing him a better way. Uh, he right. probably had to raise himself. Nothing. The fact that mm-hmm. he was at school is a lot. You know what I mean? The fact that he showed up to yes. school. And a lot of times yeah. kids in broken homes, they show up to school so they can eat lunch. 
You know what I mean? There's right. like, there's lunch or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's that, um, you know, someone that like a school teacher that there that shows them that they actually care for them. So yeah, you, 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 yeah. you just, you can't point a finger because you'd never know how or why that person. And that's interesting that we don't all take the time to actually think through that and, 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 you know, just why most people don't choose to be in a negative situation. It's just, that's right. the, how, where they ended up at and they don't know any better. You know what I mean? Once you get in a yeah. rut or yeah. even in, you know, an abusive relationship, uh, it's, you know, your mind yeah. plays tricks on you after a while. And you're like, oh, this person loves me. And you feel more sorry for the person you think they're, at, you know, you're at fault because you did something wrong with them in the reality. So, yeah, absolutely. You just, you, you can't, until you know a person's story, you cannot point fingers. Just love, just love. Yeah. We just yeah. love. <laughs> just love. Absolutely. If you start love with love, it. it's all good. If you, if your first thought is, you know, I'm going to show this person some love. It's all good. It is. It is. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Well, one of the things um, I wanted to go back to was your mom teaching you how to sew. Yes, Because ma'am. my mom was a seamstress. All of her sisters were seamstress. And that was one of the things that I insisted my children learn as well was how in my son oh, wow. sewed. And he, he, he. <laughs> He's, I don't think he'd be embarrassed by this, but he entered a pillow, you know, in the 4-H club through 4-H club and he won a purple ribbon and went, you know, my daughter sewed, she modeled her clothing. <laughs> and, you know, this was, this was to me a life skill that I wanted my kids to have. Well, now both of them have used them in their professions and my daughter's an occupational therapist, but she makes up the craziest gadgets to help people, you know, and she can sew them together (laughs) and then my son yeah my son works in production here in nashville and he's he's come up with you know the same thing crazy contraptions to solve a problem of whatever and um and you know they both have sewing machines it's just it's just great so i love that and that is that's truly a skill that has just disappeared. Oh, it's a lost art now. Just, it is a lost art. Yeah, like, like we, it's hard, so hard. And we, uh, for production um, here in Knoxville, I mean, for years, we've tried to find a team of people to sew, and it's just almost impossible. It really is. So it's definitely a lost art. And that's, I think that's really cool that you taught your kids how to sew because it is. Yeah. It, it definitely comes in handy, even if it's just sewing a button on, you know what I mean? But exactly. Yeah. Handy. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's very cool. So, well, I sure appreciate your time today and um, especially with all of your college kids on spring break and <laughs> and you man in your shop, you know, yeah. and um, give my love to Vernon. I, I love Vernon. He's yeah, just he's a such guy. a great guy. And yeah. uh, when you see him, you give him a hug for me because I, I, I only get to see him. Yeah. What? Three or four times a year. But all right. Then. Well, thank yeah. you for having me again on your show. And um, I wish you continued success and uh, you have a Thank wonderful you. day. And when I'm in Nashville, I will look you up, Mary Lee. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We'll take you out. You bet. Right. That'd be great.